What's up, folks, and welcome to another episode of the Hello Ghostly Podcast. I am going to be your one and only host. My name is Ryan, or Hello Ghostly, if you are searching for me across the interwebs. And welcome back to another fine dabby-dozy episode of this gaming-related podcast. It is, by golly, been a crazy banana pie week. So this year has been, in total, just a complete mess. Everything seems to be breaking on me this year, and by golly, did that trend continue. So, I did speak about a TV break-in recently. We paid to get that repaired. It's supposedly coming on the weekend. Fingers crossed it does turn up in a good state. We'll have to wait and see on that front. But today, for some reason, a brand new fridge that we bought a mere month or so ago has broken. The door just fell off. It just did not want to exist. It didn't want to stay on there for some reason. It's just one of those things that has been happening a lot lately. We've had so many things break, but I had to come and vent about it a little bit because it's frustrating. It is annoying. I've not really let it get to me too much, but it is one of those things that is just like kind of, why? Just why are you doing this now? Why do you choose to break right now? We've just bought you. You are brand new. Why did you have to go and break? I don't know. The door was a little bit funny when we received it so we were a bit skeptical back then so we perhaps should have brought it up then but we do have an engineer that's going to be coming out next week to hopefully fix it fingers crossed the door doesn't fall on me at any time between now and then that is what hopefully will not happen but we've got a bit of a strange show ahead of us today there's not really a ton of gaming news to talk about i've got like four new stories in this episode but we do have ghost box i managed to pad the episode out a little bit with that we've also been up to quite a bit this week. I've been playing some video games, I've been watching some shows, but I've also been celebrating May the 4th be with you. We celebrate this each and every year before the pandemic times, we went to our local city and our children would dress up in their Ray costumes because they love Ray. And we would go and like go to different stores and look at some Star Wars related products, buy some stuff, come back, watch some Star Wars, do the whole thing, make some Star Wars related cookies. Well, pre-pandemic time, we've decided to stay at home this time around again because we did it last year. But we did cookies, we watched some Star Wars related content, we watched the Phineas and Ferb Star Wars film, we also watched The Force Awakens from the Nap, the Simpsons Star Wars thing that they did this year. We didn't get to Bad Batch, it was on the list of things that we wanted to get to to watch, but we didn't find the time to do it. And I've just heard from a friend that it's an hour long, so I am looking forward to getting into that meaty content and just biting on down and chomping, chomping, chomping. Because I'm excited for that, I love me some Star Wars content and I want some more in my life. We also had some like lightsaber fights going on. We played with an inflatable R2-D2 that we have, which apparently is broken. It's missing a wheel. Not that that really matters because it would still drive. But we've been doing that on May the 4th. We had a great day. We had a fantastic time. We also had some Galaxy's Edge style menu. We had, let me get it right, I think it's Tandorian. Tip yip, I think is what it's called. I don't think it's Tandorian. It's something like that. It's something tip yip. We had that anyway. We made that at home and it was very nice indeed. I enjoyed it very muchly. But that's not the only thing that's been happening this week. There is a new season for Apex Legends, otherwise known as Season 9, in the form of Legends. Legacy, and by golly was that launch complete and utter garbage. I don't know what EA and Respawn thought was going to happen. 
I think they thought that they were going to get this game going without a hiccup. You think nine seasons later they would have figured it out? But no, the reason they didn't seem to figure it out this time around, though, was because they overhyped this season to the sky and beyond. For some reason, they got a bunch of, like, YouTubers and streamers who don't necessarily play Apex regularly to go and advertise this game and some of the videos that I was watching on this particular topic you could kind of tell that these people hadn't played since around season one or season two because they were mentioning characters like Octane who was one of the first legends to come out with the game but they weren't discussing things like Loba or even something a little bit more in the future Horizon they didn't really discuss any of those so you could kind of tell that these people were just being paid to advertise and by golly did it take the servers down like a mother they had so many people trying to play this game myself included did not get in until around i think 10 o'clock at night it went live at 6 p.m and i didn't get in until 10 i then couldn't access any of my legends i couldn't access the battle pass that i bought because i managed to get in by the battle pass and then it just completely went down and kicked me out and then the whole trying to play and have a good time i didn't manage to actually play properly until the next day and i got some arenas in and played it a little bit and it's an okay season it's not bad. I'm not a huge fan of Valkyrie, mainly because her abilities, I think the flying is a little bit too much, especially on consoles. I can understand on PC it makes sense, but she does not go slow enough on consoles. She's still a nightmare to hit, especially with a bow. You try to hit a Valkyrie with a bow, you ain't taking her down. No siree. Those arrows are not going to be hitting. She's moving way too quickly for those arrows to connect. But yes, I'm not a huge fan of her abilities, not one little bit. But I do like the new arenas mode. I think that's very cool indeed. It is a bit one-sided because everybody knows an Apex player is extremely flaky and they like to quit their matches extremely quickly if they don't go their way. So that I am not frustrated about. It does seem to be one of those cases if you lose a teammate you're going to get steamrolled and that happens a lot. It happens way too much than what it should do. It is a bit of a shame. I do hope that maybe Respawn learn a little bit from ranked and actually punish people who leave arena to encourage their players to not leave that mode. I know they kind of want it to be a casual mode, but right now it's not really working in that sense because people just leave and just run on their merry way. I don't know why they just do. But I've been playing one other game and that is Judgment and by golly do I love this game. It is such a good game. I'm on the final chapter and I don't want it to end. I'll be honest, I've been kind of putting it off a little bit. I do have some stuff to do on the game, side content type of things. I haven't unlocked every single friend in that game. There is 50 friends and I'm currently at 45. Some of them are a little bit grindy, but I don't want to do it just yet because I'm enjoying the game that much. I don't want to ditch it. And talking about this game in particular, they've got a new announcement coming from Sega tomorrow for something that they're calling Judgment Day. So hopefully we get a sequel and hopefully it's coming towards the end of the year because I can't wait much longer for it. I'm loving this game and I want more of it in my life already. I wish I'd play this game sooner because it is so good. It is fantastic. Same with the Yakuza franchise. If you haven't played those games, then you need to go check them out, especially if you have an Xbox and Xbox Game Pass because you have the majority of Yakuza games available for free in your subscription for Game Pass. You should go check that out. But anyway, 
enough about my love of Yakuza and Judgment, because I tend to bring it up every episode. Let's get into some gaming news, shall we? Because we have four illustrious, beautitious stories to talk about. We're going to kick things off with PlayStation, because they filed a trademark for Sunset Overdrive, which gets me very excited indeed. So Sony has filed this trademark for the Xbox exclusive from Insomniac Games, with the US patent and trademark on the April of the 26th. However, there is no details regarding whether this is going to be a remake or a possible sequel, but there was a leak that hints at both of those things. This gets me very excited indeed. So following this information being dug up, there was a leak that was posted on Twitter that suggests a remake for Sunset Overdrive is on its way in some form, and that it's going to be called Sunset Overdrive Refreshed Edition, and it will be coming this fall to PS4 and PS5. That's not all though, this leak also had some listed for a new project called Sunset Apocalypse, coming to PS5 in the future. I am so excited to see this game live on in some capacity. I really do hope this is the case because I love Sunset Overdrive. It is one of the best single-player experiences you can have on the Xbox One. And that's saying a lot. There's some great games on there, but that is one of the best exclusive single-player games that you can play on that platform. They've obviously got Titanfall as well. That is a fantastic multiplayer game, but it's not really single-player, so I can kind of dodge along on that one. Something I find really interesting though that could possibly cement this rumour further and this leak further is the game director known as Drew Murray recently left the Microsoft project which was being made by the initiative known as Perfect Dark to move over back to Insomniac. So this could possibly mean that he who originally made Sunset Overdrive is working on a new one and that gets me so excited. I'm personally so hyped for this. I really hope this series does get to live on in some capacity whether it's a playstation exclusive or hopefully fingers crossed it's not platform exclusive and it's going to be everywhere kind of like mlb the show that would be very nice indeed considering the first game was an xbox exclusive maybe microsoft says yeah we can void those contracts if you bring your sunset overdrive goodness to our platform too that would be very nice indeed i am personally super excited for this though and i do hope that this is actually a thing because i love this franchise so much and i want to see it live on Talking about things living and being and adapting to the nature of the world, Gamescom 2021 is now sadly going to be an all-digital event. They are going to be dropping its physical components of the show. So they announced earlier on in the year that they would be changing its original plan to have a somewhat hybrid of both physical and digital, but now they're only going to be digital. This was announced in a new press release coming from Chief Operating Officer Oliver Fresh, who discussed the decision by saying the following together with the germany games industry association we have put all of our energy into making gamescom 2021 in a hybrid format possible for fans and industry alike however even though the hybrid concept was very well received by the partners we had to recognize that gamescom still comes too early for many companies in the industry due to the required planning reliability. So that's kind of sad. It's basically saying that, hey, look, we can't get everybody together in time. It is too short of a time to actually get everybody coming to Gamescom. I'm not entirely sure that is the full reason. I would assume that the pandemic and the way that Europe is still getting hammered by it is going to be 
maybe possibly playing a part to why the physical version of it has been cancelled. I'm sad regardless because I had some friends that were pretty excited to check this show out and actually be there in person because they go regularly. For example, my boy Senior, otherwise known as Thor, he's not going to be making it there sadly this time around, which is kind of rubbish, but it's understandable considering the numbers that is currently going on in Europe. If you do want to check out Gamescom this year though, however, they're going to be kicking things off with the opening night live broadcast on August 25th, which will be hosted by Jeff Keighley himself. And they also confirmed that viewers will be able to virtually attend the online show over the following days via a new relaunched version of the Gamescom Now hub, as well as the Gamescom Epic campaign that will take place over social media over the course of the event. So that's very nice indeed. If you thought we were done with nice things, we're not because Nintendo has announced a brand new game and it's going to be called the Game Builder Garage. Nintendo has announced this shiny new game is coming to Nintendo Switch next month and it is very cool indeed. The game is a collection of tools and interactive lessons that will help players learn some programming skills that will be led by some colourful creatures known as Nodons. I don't know how to pronounce that, I hopefully pronounced that right, but anyway, players will have to use these different Nodons which will have them do their own functions and connecting them together will give players the ability to create games and some really cool functionality. The game features lessons and activities to teach key game development skills throughout, so you'll be able to kind of learn how to mechanically get around different things and create cool stuff within the game. Once players do feel comfortable with the tools, they'll get the option to go into a free programming mode that will allow them to bring their creations to life, which is very nice indeed. In addition to this, you'll also be able to share your creations online with your friends and the community alike with a unique code that you'll be able to provide. Think about like friend code, that type of thing. If you do decide to go and download one of these fancy new games that people have made via the community or via your friends, you will also be able to swap between the programming screen as well as the game itself. So you'll be able to then see how they did something. So you can see how they made this. Maybe there's something in there that you think, oh, that's a really neat idea. I would like to use that for my games. You can go in and have a little look and then kind of copy that idea and learn it for yourself. So that's very cool indeed. Lastly, if you do want to use a mouse, you'll actually be able to plug in a USB mouse to the Nintendo Switch dock that will help you and give you the ability to make your games. I can see my kids doing this, if I'm honest. My girls love video games, especially my eldest. She is very passionate about video games. So I could see her possibly jumping into this and making some really cool things for me to play. And I would be very excited to check them out. I can't wait. But if you do want to check out this game, game Builder Garage is set to launch on the Nintendo Switch on June 11th. That's a mere day before E3 and also the same day that Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart is coming out. So it's going to be a very big video game day indeed. And on to our last news story of the day. Some more companies have confirmed to be coming to E3 23 and there's some big ones in here. Ones that get me very excited indeed. So E3 has announced a ton of new additional partners that will be showcasing their games at E3 2021 on June 12th to June 15th. 
The latest companies, though, who have signed up for the show include Sega, who, like I previously mentioned at the beginning of the show, plan to announce something judgment-related tomorrow. Square Enix will also be there, who is currently developing Final Fantasy XVI. Gearbox, as well as Bandai Namco, will also be there, with the former currently publishing Elder Ring, so that's very nice indeed. There were some additional companies that were announced to be available at the show, and they go as followed. Exceed Games slash Marvelous USA, Freedom Games, Devious Eye Entertainment, Turtle Beach, Variety, and binge. As you can probably guess, no specific details on what games were going to be possibly at the show, but we won't have a ton of time left to wait for that because E3 is happening next month. I personally am very excited for E3 2021. I expect this year to be a very big year for some of these companies, specifically Microsoft. I think they need to hit hard and I think they're going to. I really hope they do because after the past few years of not having a ton of content available, this is the year for them to have some really cool stuff. They're gonna have Halo Infinite alongside games like Psychonauts 2, as well as some other really cool stuff we've not seen. Maybe a new Forza is thrown in there. I think there's gonna be some fantastic content to play on all of the platforms, and I think Microsoft is going to be, in particular, having a very good show. If you do want to check out E3 2021, though, it will be kicking off on June 12th, at approximately 8pm UK time and will be hosted by Jackie Jing, Alex Golden Boy, Mendez and Greg Miller. So that's going to be a very good show indeed. And that's it for our gaming news for this week's episode. However, we're not done because Ghostbox is making a return as it always does. And this week's Ghostbox is going to be What's Coming. What's Coming is a big old list of all the upcoming releases for a particular month, with this case being May. We're going to break down all of the video games that we'll be releasing, and we're going to kick things off with May 7th, because Resident Evil Village, the biggest game of the month, is going to be coming to PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Then, on May 10th, Hood, Outlaws, and Legends is available on the Xbox Series consoles, PlayStation 5, PS4, Xbox One, and PC. May 11th, we'll see Destiny 2 Seasons of the Splicer on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and your personal computer. May 13th, though, we'll see the DLC for Assassin's Creed Valhalla, known as Wrath of the Druids DLC, which looks very cool indeed. And that's going to be on your Xbox Series X, your PlayStation 5, your PS4, your Xbox Series S, your Xbox One, your Stadia, and your personal computer. But that's not all, because also Monster Harvest will be available on your PC. On May 14th, that's the big day indeed we've got before we leave on PC, Famicom Detective Club The Girl Who Stands Behind on Nintendo Switch, Famicom Detective Club The Missing Hit, The Missing A on Nintendo Switch, and then the big bad boy of May 14th, Mass Effect Legendary Edition on PS4, PS5, Xbox One, PC, Xbox Series X, and Xbox Series S. We're not done, though, because Subnautica is going to be coming to Nintendo Switch, as well as the sequel, or the spin-off, I don't know which one it is, but Subnautica Below Zero on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and your PC. We're not done, there's still a metric ton of games coming out. On May 18th, you've got Days Gone on PC, as well as SnowRunner on Nintendo Switch. May 19th, will be Aerial Knights Never Yield on PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X, Xbox Series S, 
PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Nintendo Switch, and PC. I am very excited about this game. It's a runner game, but it looks really cool. It's got some fantastic tunes as well. I'm excited to hear these jams in my ears while I'm running along. That's not the only game for May 19th, though. Elite Dangerous Odyssey is available on your personal computer. Then, on May 20th, we'll see... Akiba's Trip, Hellbound, and Debriefed on PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch. May 21st will be Knockout City on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC, as well as Miitopia on Switch and Rust on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One. Just an added note, Knockout City is also available via Xbox Game Pass and EA Play, so if you have EA Play on your PlayStation platforms, you'll be able to go and play that for free over there too, so that's very nicely indeed. We're going to be picking up Metopia in my house because my daughter is mad on that game, so that's one of the games we're going to be picking up for this month. Next up is May 25th that we'll see the release of Biomutants on PS4 and Xbox One and PC, as well as King of Seas, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, Switch and PC, and Manita on Nintendo Switch, and lastly, Shin Megami Tensei 3 Nocturne HD Remaster on PS4, Switch and PC. We've got two more days left in us, only two more left, and that is May 27th is Earth Defense Force World Brothers on PS4, Nintendo Switch and PC, as well as the Odd World Collection on Nintendo Switch. I'm excited to see what this one is, because I don't know what the Odd World Collection is. I know what the Odd World games are, but what is this collection? Is this the new one with Soulstorm chucked in there? I don't know. I'm excited to find out. And then the last game for May 27th is the Idol Masters Starlet Season on PS4 and PC. We're not done yet. There is one final day, and that is May 28th. We'll see two bangers of games. First one being Wonder Boy Asher in the Monster World on PlayStation 4, Switch, and PC. And then finally, the game that I'm really excited about, Will's End Club on Nintendo Switch on May 28th. Like I said, that one is going to be made by Spike Chunsoft. They make the Danganronpa games. They're also fantastic games. They're a great company. I'm excited to check this one out. It was a mobile game prior, so I am a bit weary on that front. I also probably won't be seeing any murdering because I think this one is more aimed at towards kids. I don't think there's going to be no stabby stabby, which kind of upsets me a little bit because the stabby stabby stuff is very cool in Danganronpa, but I'm open to it. I'm excited and I'm open. Please don't take that the wrong way, that's not what I meant. But that is going to be everything for this week's episode of the Hello Ghostly Podcast. I hope you have had an awesome week slash weekend. I will be getting very excited tomorrow when that new Judgment game hopefully is revealed a sequel. Please be a sequel. Please be a sequel, Sega, please! I'm a big Judgment fan after this game. I've been playing since, obviously, the 23rd of April when it released, and I've been loving it, and I'm having a great time, and I just want more in my life, okay? I just want more in my life. But that is going to be everything for the show. If you do want to check out any of my other content, it is available in all of the places you can think of, such as Instagram, which is at HelloGhostly, HelloGhostly.com for all your gaming news, as well as I'm planning to make a move to YouTube back again. I'm going to be doing some YouTube content shortly. That is the plan. Hopefully that does go how I want it to, but I'm going to go and do some research before I post everything and get going there. But thank you as always for listening to another episode of this gaming-related podcast. We'll be back again shortly with another fantastic episode, but as always... I will catch you in the next one, but until then, ghostly out. <laughs>